Comic Book Time Machine presents The Week of Weird. Seven days of weird comics. Day four, two weird collections. Hello and welcome back to the Comic Book Time Machine's Week of Weird. That's right. This is a one-week experiment of daily podcast episodes where we focus on weird comics from the past because the past is behind us and the future is where we're going to spend the rest of our lives. So why not look back at the past so our future can be better or something like that? My name is Ben, Ben Avery. I'm a comic book collector, comic book creator, and comic book fan. Well, I should say connoisseur, collector, creator, connoisseur. That three C's in a row. That would been really cool. Anyway, I'm here to talk about two collections of scary comics that came up over the last little bit here. Because it's October, DC has put out two collections. And uh, one, well, they're, they're in very different places. One of them was in comic book shops, as you would expect. But uh, it's one of the 80-page giant uh, holiday-themed specials that they've been doing. These 80-page giants are new material, $10, and um, like I said, 80 pages. Uh, what makes this weird um, beyond the fact that there's horror stories within is that this one, Cursed Comics Cavalcade, which features Swamp Thing, on the cover it says featuring Swamp Thing, Guy Gardner, Zatanna. Um, typically, comic books that I want and buy and read are not the hot items that everyone is wanting and, and buying and reading. But apparently Cursed Comics Cavalcade was one of those. I don't know what happened that people started um, doing a run on these, but uh, I don't get to the comic shop on Wednesday. I get to the comic shop maybe on Thursday. Sometimes then if it's not Thursday, which is my day off, maybe Friday night. But then if it's not Thursday, typically it's going to be Saturday. And that ended up being a really bad thing for me just this past week when I was trying to get Wonder Woman issue number 57, which is part of the, the witching hour mini series crossover event that is happening with justice league dark and wonder woman and i'm buying it because swamp thing is in it and uh the witching hour is kind of a i don't know a diversion from the justice league dark storyline that they started and went for three issues with and then at issue number four they had to you know join in with this this crossover thing i think because of october because of halloween but uh that's been the the place where Swamp Thing has been appearing monthly. And so that's been my monthly Swamp Thing comic, you know, that I've been getting. And so it's a it's a nice, you know, he's he's in that series. It's a decent storyline. But part four of five from five weeks in a row is Wonder Woman number 57. And when I went to the comic shop, I was apparently literally standing next to the guy who grabbed the last issue off the the stand there. And uh yeah, super disappointing. And so we had to, it's already in back order. And so I did eventually, I did find it, but the, the thing was just surprises me. You know, typically what I'm looking for is not something that anyone else is looking for. And the only reason that I would end up, you know, asking 
for it to be put into my pull list is just to make it easier for me so I don't have to go and look for things on the shelf or I'll email about an issue of a comic because I'm not sure, you know, is this something they're just going to order three copies of because then I'm worried, you know, if they're only ordering three copies, it's possible there might be two other people or three other people out there in the world who want to want to buy it, you know, in my, in my area. So anyway, same thing happened with Cursed Comics Cavalcade. It's 80 pages, $10. I'm not thinking, oh, I should make sure they reserve a copy for me. I knew Swamp Thing was going to be in it. And so I go into the shop and I'm looking and there there are no copies. And it was supposed to be out that Wednesday. So I ask, are there any copies? And like, we sold out. No way. No. Because I knew this was coming and I was planning this episode. I didn't know it was going to be a part of this week-long experimental thing. But I was planning this episode that I'm doing right now. I was, I've been planning this since, well, what's the month before September? August. That's how long I've been planning to do this episode. It's not, um, you know, planning levels that go into, I don't want to tease him too much. See, I feel like every episode of the week of weird, I've been teasing Professor Allen. And so I'm not going to do that. But, um, you know, I've been planning because I knew that there was going to be this Cursed Comics Cavalcade 80 page giant thing that we'd be in comic shops. And then this other one, the Swamp Thing Halloween Horror 100 page comic giant Walmart exclusive book. That is 100 pages, and it's $4.99. And I was going to do this episode right here about these two comics, and they're sold out of Cursed Comics Cavalcade. But here's one of the benefits to collecting comics the way I do. You see, I just want to read them. And so I'm talking to the comic shop owner, and he's a buddy of mine. He's a friend of mine. And he's like, oh, man, I'm sorry. I didn't didn't even think about it. And I'm like, no, no, no it's okay. It's, it's my fault. You know, I didn't ask you for it. You know, it's, they're not, it's not their job to put aside every issue of a comic that mentions Swamp Thing for me. It's my job to, you know, when I know about something like this, to ask them to put it aside for me. And if they can, they can. But, you know, they're not there to serve me. Well, I mean – customer service and all that aside, you know, they're, they're not my servants. They're not my slaves, you know? And so, um, it, you know, I, I felt bad that they felt bad, but, um, but then he's like, Oh wait, Hey, you know, I do have a copy that's damaged. How about that? And I'm like, well, sure. Of course. I'm not trying to resell it. I don't care if it's in perfect condition. I, I'll grab it. And so, yeah, so I did get it and I'm holding it in my hands and there are two tears on the uh, back cover. I'm not sure how this happened, but they were planning to send it back. And uh, instead I, I purchased it from them. <laughs> they gave me a little discount, which was nice. But at the same time, I'm just like, dude, I don't care. I would pay full, I would pay full price for a damaged book from them. You know, if I was at a different store, I might, if it was damaged, go up and ask, you know, can I get a discount on this? You know, but, you know, they're friends, you know, I don't want to like hurt their business kind of thing. But um, yeah, so I was able to purchase it. It was damaged and I don't care. Why? Because I was still able to read everything inside. That's what matters to me about comics is reading them. And uh, the thing that about the... The Wonder Woman number 57, apparently they have been having people buying the uh, the alternate cover for Wonder Woman because the alternate covers have been just fantastic and people have been really, really loving those covers. And so I just said, well, I hope they're also reading it because it's a really good story. <laughs> you know? So, And I'll be talking about The Witching Hour um, 
probably after October is over or might be, um, I'm not sure when it's going to be, but it'll be soon uh, because that's a really good crossover limited series kind of thing. And uh, so I'll be, I'll be talking about it later, but for, for now, you know that you, you know how I think about it, how I feel about it. And so you can go and get your own copy if you want, if you can. So um, I'm not sure exactly why people were so interested in Cursed Comics Cavalcade other than I think it might have been underordered by um, by the by shops. And so what our comic shop will do is he will when he notices that people are um, already putting it up on eBay and then he you know, he's part of these, you know, um, retailer groups and that sort of thing. And when he notices, you know, there's, there's buzz talking about this thing or that thing. Um, what he'll do is he'll just put a limit on the number of copies that you can buy because, and then he'll still sell them at cover price. And that's because he, he doesn't want to be unfair to his, his customers who want to come and buy the comic. But then at the same time, he wants to make sure that people are actually buying them too. Um, you know, he wants to give chances to everyone. Um, and so then, that's what he, th- I think happened here. I, I don't know what they think. I can't remember what he said, but I think what happened here was people under ordered. And so people were buying them and then realizing that they were kind of a scarce thing and they were, you know, hopping up on, on eBay or something like that. Um, and so then people are realizing, Oh, Hey, this is going up on eBay. And so then people who wouldn't have normally bought it might've noticed that and go up on eBay. So that's, that's the, um, <laughs> the, purchasing story behind Cursed Comics Cavalcade. Let's talk a little bit about the real world weirdness behind Swamp Thing Halloween Horror. Uh, First of all, this is a Swamp Thing comic book that is Walmart exclusive. And so these 100 page giant Walmart exclusive books, I've been talking about them uh, for the last little while here on Comic Book Time Machine. I have been collecting all four titles of the 100 page giants, and I've been really enjoying doing that the brand new stories which are just these kind of short chapters at the beginning of each one have been really good and enjoyable and i've been enjoying following that brand new story but even more than that i've been enjoying following along these stories that i had not read before some of them are new 52 um some of them are a little bit older than that there's the superman batman series that's a a lot a lot older than that but then flash from new 52 has been enjoyable um the Aquaman ones that are showing up in the Justice League 100 Page Giants represent a triple dip for me because I bought them in as issues. I bought them as collected editions, and now I'm buying them in 100 Page Giants. But I've been really enjoying all four of those titles. There's Teen Titans, there's Batman, there's Superman, and there's Justice League, which really should have been called Wonder Woman. There's been talk of two more titles potentially, or at least one more that I know of, which is Flash. And I don't know if that's because of potential, I don't know, Flash movies or something like that, or if that's because CW's Flash TV show has been so popular. But there's talk of a Flash uh, series coming, and then there's also talk of another one. And then when they announced that they were planning on doing another couple series for the Walmart exclusive market, they also announced that for October, there was going to be the Swamp Thing Halloween Horror 100-page comic giant. And wow, I'm like, it's it's my birthday. And it kind of was. This is just a few days before my birthday. I go to Walmart, and there's a Swamp Thing comic book 
sitting there on the shelf. Now, I shouldn't say there's a Swamp Thing comic book. There was a lot of them. They had a cardboard standy thing that held, I don't know, maybe 20. And I've seen the same cardboard standy at three Walmarts. And all of them have 18 or 19 in there. Um, and one of the Walmarts might be, I, I, I might have been the only one who bought it. But anyway, um, you know, it's, it's kind of cool for me to see that. And And then again, you know. It makes sense because they've got the Swamp Thing TV show coming. And so uh, Swamp Thing, who, I mean, for a guy who doesn't have his own title, he sure is showing up in a lot of places and having his own appearances in, you know, Justice League Dark, Curse of Comics Cavalcade, Swamp Thing, Halloween Horror, and and then just kind of random things like Damage. You know, <laughs> it's, it's, oh, and, and the Terrifics too, uh, which by the way, the Terrifics are going to be, uh, well, the Terrifics are in, I think it's the Superman series uh, of 100 Page Giants. They're reprinting them there. And in issue number seven or eight, that's uh, Swamp Thing shows up. And so there'll be more Swamp Thing showing up at Walmart. But then what makes this kind of weird is that f- for the other months when these 100 Page Giants series show up at Walmart, there's um, two that show up at the beginning of the month and two that show up toward the end of the month. And they kind of space them out like that. So every two weeks, you have two more showing up. And I can't remember. I think it's Justice League and Superman that show up first and then Batman and Teen Titans. It doesn't matter right now because the rhythm is off. Swamp Thing threw it off. Apparently, Swamp Thing was the only one that shipped at the beginning of the month and actually shipped a a few days earlier than the normal. Uh, And then (laughs) the... The other ones didn't show up until just a couple days ago and, and all four of them at the same time, like that boom. And so I don't know what was the plan if that was the plan, but that's the way it happened. And so I'm not sure what this is going to mean for next month with the rhythm and routine, but I was getting worried that maybe they were going to skip October with these things because, you know, I'm, I'm getting hooked on the, the, the sequential storytelling here i'm getting hooked on the the serialized storytelling i'm i'm wanting more you know i want to read the next flash comic i want to read the next terrifics comic i want to read the next sideways comic and and uh, i want to read the next uh batman hush uh mini you know storyline or whatever i'm i'm sold you know these are these have been fun i've been enjoying them the price is you can't beat the price, you know, a dollar and a quarter for each of those uh, issues that's in there. Plus you have a bonus, you know, brand new story in there. And yeah, so I was getting a little worried, but then they did show up just a couple days ago. So it ruined my narrative because I thought that I was going to be talking about Swamp Thing Halloween Horror as a weird comic because it booted out the rest of them and they didn't show up and then they did. So it's still weird, you know. And is it weird enough to merit being part of Week of Weird? Well, no, I mean, it's part of Week of Weird because, well, yes, it do, it is weird enough because I'm making the rules, I guess. So <laughs> it's, it's weird enough to make it, but um, it's also weird that we've got these two things featuring Swamp Thing, both of them featuring brand new Swamp Thing short stories and... And then it's also, you know, I would consider them part of the week of weird just because, you know, they're they're horror anthologies and there's going to be some weird stories in there. Now, all told, <laughs> in these two uh, comic book collections, there's 18 stories represented. And so I'm not even sure how um, 
you know, I, I'm not going to be able to cover them all in in depth because if I did, uh, you know, 18 stories, five minutes for each one, we're talking, you know, 90 minutes. Um, and I'm not going to do that, but I am going to briefly, and, and what I'm actually going to use is my blog, uh, to talk about these because I did manage to write these quick little blurbs for each one. So I'm just going to put in comic book time machine, and then I'm going to click on, um, not week of weird, but click on the October horror comics because I covered curse of comics cavalcade and swamp thing Halloween horror 100 page giant for Ben's horror comic a thon October, 2018. And in doing so, I will be able to take a look at the little quick bite-sized bites that I had to do little mini reviews of each of these mini stories. So let's uh, start with Cursed Comics Cavalcade. I don't know why I say Cursed. It just feels horror, more horrific uh, than saying Cursed, but Cursed uh, Comics Cavalcade. And the cover, it says featuring Swamp Thing, Guy Gardner, and Zatanna, but the cover itself gets its own like kind of mini story. We have Batman struggling to get away from two zombies. And one of the zombies is wearing a string of pearls and one is male, one is female. And behind them is a tombstone that says Wayne. And so right away we get this kind of just image that tells its own story. The image of a man haunted by death haunted specifically by the death of his parents. And uh, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I like to think I'm not. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the first story is Swamp Thing in the Spread, and it's written by Tim Seeley, and the art artist is Kyle Hotz. And this is a the Swamp Thing story, and it's a Swamp Thing story with a nice twist. There's a woman scientist who is trying to find a way for humans to be able to use photosynthesis to survive. And that sounds like a great, great thing, you know, not eating food or whatever. So she transforms her cells into plant cells, which, uh, like most comic book science, it goes horribly awry. Okay. <laughs> uh, what ends up happening though, is you kind of realize she's actually turning herself into kind of a swamp thing. And so this uh, story has much more impact and maybe even the horror of the story is even a greater horror if you are aware of uh, Swamp Thing and his own um, life story and, and the pathos that's part of his life story where he you know, doesn't necessarily want to be the monster. So it's drawn amazingly. Kyle Hotz is an artist that um, I became aware of because of his work on Nightman. Uh, for Ultraverse, and he does a great job here. There's some really horrific art going on, and so it's it's one of the strongest stories in in this book. Next, you have Batman and Gorehound. Uh, Gary Doberman is the writer, and Ricardo Federici is the artist, and this is kind of Batman's version of Scream. In other words, it's clever and witty and moody, and it uses this kind of not quite wall breaking uh, knowledge of horror movies to create the story. The characters within the story kind of know what's going on with the horror stories. And they, that's why it's crafted around them having that knowledge. It's clever. It's moody, does a decent job in just this few number of pages that it has. And it does a really good job with very little amount of dialogue and, and narration. You get a Wonder Woman story. This is called Siren Song. It's a uh, Vita 
Ayala is the writer and Victor Ibanez is the artist. And this one, this, this story feels like it comes straight from, I don't know, a sixties or seventies horror movie, maybe sixties. Um, it's got this underwater creature that's terrorizing a small coastal village and it has heart and it's interesting and there's a little bit of a mystery to it. And like the Swamp Thing story, it uses the character and places Wonder Woman in a, Wonder Woman in a situation where she is uh, – it's, it's, it works better because it's her. You know, if Superman were doing the same – were part of the same story, it wouldn't, wouldn't work as well. Guy Gardner in Life Sentence is written by Kenny Porter and Riley Rosmo. And then um, it actually it says they're the storytellers. So that might be writing and art by both of them there. Um, this is a haunted spaceship kind of thing. Guy Gardner gets called in to deal with a haunted spaceship. And he finds the threat is related to his own current feelings about the Green Lantern Corps. He doesn't want to work too much. They're pushing him. They're overworking him. And the story kind of plays on that with with the 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 villain for lack of a better term and that's what a good horror story does uh, you know honestly sometimes you have you have the opening act where everything's ordinary you see the ordinary person and he's dealing with ordinary problems and then things get extraordinary and the craziness of the monster or situation or enemy ends up being related to what the character was originally dealing with giving them the tools to deal with it better when they return to the ordinary I'm not super familiar with Guy Gardner, but I found this one to be another one of the, the highlights of, of the book for me. Next, you have The Demon in Yellow Jack. And this you have Gabriel Hardman and Karina Beckno, uh, Beckko, rather, as writers and Gabriel Hardman as the artist on this. And this is good. I mean, Jason Blood used to be the demon in this story. The demon is now killing people in London, but Jason Blood isn't the one involved in the killing because he's passed on his curse to someone else. So when I say he used to be, um, that doesn't mean this is, you know, a new continuity for him because he's going to take the curse back on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's a nice story and it works well, even if you're not familiar with the demon like me, I only have a couple comics with him in it. And so then Jason Blood has to deal with does he take the curse back after finally getting rid of it to stop some of this bad stuff that's happening? You have Superman in Strange Visitor. Magdalene Visaggio is the writer and Minkyu Jung is the artist. And this one has a mysterious threat that has Superman genuinely scared. And this story works. This is the kind of story that I would say, if you think Superman is boring, I submit to you this story. You can tell stories about what causes Superman to have doubt or to question how he does things you okay so you don't like the character then you may not like the story but you have to admit stories like this show that it is possible to tell interesting stories about him as he's you know he's just worried because he's scared he's worried what he's going to do being scared you know it's it's good stuff then you have Green Arrow in The Monster in Me which is kind of almost the same kind of story <laughs> Um, Michael, Michael Morrissey is the writer and Felipe Watana, Watanabe is the penciler. And this one has, <laughs> I don't, I don't like this one as much. Uh, it's the same kind of, almost same kind of setup. Ollie is his own monster in this one. And at first in the story, 
it wants you to think that he's his own monster in one way and then the twist is that he may be his own monster but in more of a natural way and less of a supernatural way and the end of the story just doesn't work for me at all this is probably my least favorite from the book but it does look really really good you get Black Lightning and Katana in Mercy Killing. This is by Brian Hill and Dexter Soy. And Brian Hill is the writer. Dexter Soy is the artist. And Black Lightning finds himself facing a world that he does not know. It's a world of supernatural problems and uh, supernatural threats. And it's uncomfortable, but he wants to help his friend Katana, who has been facing this kind of thing on her own for a long, long time. And... This, this story is less about the actual horror, although there is some scary uh, stuff in it uh, as far as putting, you know, children in danger and that sort of thing. But it's less about the horror and less about, a you know, a twist ending and more about a relationship that is moving from one level to another. And I wouldn't even say it's a romantic relationship. I don't know as far as like current continuity for Black Lightning Katana, what their situation is. But I like that the twist here is that Black Lightning is choosing to support Katana in what she does um, and to, you know, when I say support, I mean actually join, join her. And it's it's a good story. Robin and Solomon Grundy in The Devil You Know is by Dave Wilgos and Christian Deuce. Um, and this one, ugh, this one feels gross and grimy. And it doesn't just feel that way because it features an undead swamp zombie that's Solomon Grundy. It's an uncomfortable story about a monster who is not a monster, but he really is a monster. You know, I mean, he's just not the kind of monster that you'd put in a horror movie. Well, not the kind of monster you put in lots of makeup in a horror movie, but he's a monstrous guy and he's super awful and it's, it's bad. Uh, but I mean, the, the Grundy part is good. The villain part is gross. So I, I guess it works, you know, because the, the villain part makes you feel uncomfortable. Um, but the Grundy part, it's, it's good. He just wants to help his friends and nobody will help him because he's a monster. But these people were friendly to him, even though he's a monster. So he wants to help them. So it, I, I think it works maybe, I guess. Not one of my favorites. Um, the Robin in this is Damian Wayne, and he does not act the way I've seen him act in like the three issues that I've actually read that he's been in. So I don't know if this is inconsistent or if he's developed since those stories, but I'm just not a fan of the character, and, and this story doesn't really do anything to change that. Then you have Zatanna in Halloween, uh, Halloween Hayride. James Tinian uh, IV is the writer, who is also – he is the writer of the Witching Hour um, – crossover event he's also the dark uh justice league writer and uh, zatanna is a character in that and so um, i guess kind of makes sense that he would get to play with that character in here and in this story zatanna uses her magic to bring halloween to life and there's a reason for that i'm not going to get into i don't want to spoil too much with all these things um on one hand what she does is fun and magical. On the other hand, it's dark and scary. And the story becomes, it's kind of a surface level exploration of the types of horror that Halloween brings out. And again, it's not my favorite, but it's a, it's, it's, it's a, I can appreciate it. And it's a good note to end on with this $10 perfect bound 80 page brand new stories collection. And for the most part, my, I guess I would end 
um, Cursed Comics Calcade by saying that most of these stories work because they deal with the character involved in a personal way. And I can appreciate that. Um, this is what separates, I think, a good short story collection from a bad short story collection. Uh, a short story has it's it's in the it's in the title it's short there's a it doesn't have a long um space to tell a story so it has to use that short length to the fullest and the best way to do that is to give it's a it ends up being a quick snapshot that has emotional consequences your three-act structure happens very quick you have to have very quick setup and then you have the problem and that's you know and dealing with the problem, you know, and then you have the resolution. It's very quick. And so one of the easiest ways to do that is to just pick a character and use that character and just show this quick snapshot. And how does that snapshot change the character or how does the snapshot cause, you know, whatever this thing is that's in your snapshot, how does it cause the character to have to make some sort of choice or, or something like that? And then you get the, the twist ending into it with the, you know, based on what the characters do in the story. Now, Swamp Thing Halloween Horror, uh, 100 page comic giant special uh, has fewer <laughs> stories, but they're actually longer stories. Uh, and it's that <sighs> I like this book. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. I like this book. Um, this one, there's only, I think it's 12 pages of story that are not reprinted from older, older comics. So here's what we get. We get Swamp Thing in Hollow. And this is the new story. This story is by Brian Azzarello and Greg Capullo. And this is something that Greg Capullo kind of teased. And I, you know, he teased at a convention. And I can't tell if he was teasing this when he teased this thing that he's working on, Swamp Thing. Or if he was teasing this, that he was going to be working on a Swamp Thing series. Because, like I said, I can't believe there's not a Swamp Thing series right now, considering the announcement they just had of... Well, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't even say just had. Months ago, they had an announcement that there's going to be a Swamp Thing TV show. And so the fact that there's not a Swamp Thing series right now is... Um, it's interesting. They'll get around to it. I'm sure they will. And to be truthful... This story right here actually feels like it could be setting up, you know, it could be like a zero issue. You don't need to read this zero issue in order to understand what's going to happen in issue number one when they actually do start the story in earnest. But this is setting up this kind of a new villain, the Baron. The Baron is coming and not Baron, B-A-R-O-N, Baron as in desolate, B-A-R-R-E-N. And people don't fear him, so people must fear me. And so that's uh, setting up something kind of interesting, I think. The story itself deals with these little creatures that are pretending to be children for Halloween. And so Swamp Thing gets involved, but really those little creatures are a sign that something bigger is coming, something that humans won't fear, but they should. And the story looks great, but the shortness and the amount of material tries to cram in it makes it a little more of a difficult read. I mean, just trying to figure out what's going on and it feels like there's kind of three or four different things going on in just this, this short little 12-page thing. Then you have the Enchantress and Blue Devil in The Pumpkin Sinister. And this is... It's a mean-spirited take on the great pumpkin legend from the classic Peanuts cartoon, which, by the way, I just watched tonight with my family. But I... 
didn't really like it too much. He has a Tana in Kirk Roar Terret. <laughs> that is trick or treat backwards, which that's her powers is to say things backwards. And that's when, you know, how she does her magic written by Paul Dini art by Dustin Nagan. And I know I said that wrong. I'm apologize to you, Dustin. This story is like the brand new Zatanna story in Cursed Comics Cavalcade because uh, Zatanna uses her magic to bring the horrors of Halloween to life. Um, this time, though, she's doing it to exact vengeance on really bad people. It's not the greatest story, um, but, you know, it's Paul Dini, and he's a, he's a good writer. He, I'm not going to complain too much other than to say, yeah, it's not the greatest thing. Superman in Strange Cargo. So we, <laughs> the other one, he was in Strange Visitor. This is Strange Cargo. This is written by Steve Niles and art by Dean Ormston. And this one's kind of a cool story. It's Superman versus zombies. And uh, again, this is kind of one of those um, using the character and the things that he can do. And then also using the character and what you know the character traits are for him. Um, the, his solution for these zombies is something that only Superman can do. It's uniquely a Superman solution. And it's also the sort of thing that Superman would do. And it's, it's yeah, I, I like it a lot. Then you have Batman and Scarecrow in The Ballad of Jonathan Crane by Mikey Way. The art is by Mateus. And this is um, <laughs> Scarecrow misuses his own equipment and hallucinates his own version of The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. It's an okay story, but it's hurt a little bit by uh, the length. So, And now we have another triple dip for me. <laughs> um, Batman... And the demon in Night Gods. I said I've only read a couple different stories with a demon. Well, this is one of them. I have the issue and I also have the collected edition that has this story from the Brave and the Bold. Um, J. Michael Straczynski is the writer and Jesus Sayas is the artist. And uh, when I read, I read this when it came out in Brave and the Bold. I enjoyed it then. I enjoy it now. It's a great showcase of Aquaman's power as he and the demon take on a kind of a Cthulhu-like menace underwater, of course. Then you get Batman and Robin in Night of the Reaper. This story comes from Batman number 237 and the year I don't have my reading glasses on, but I think it's 1971 that this came out. And okay, so... Art by Neil Adams and Dick Giordano. Story by Denny O'Neill. From an idea by Bernie Wrightson. With an assist from Harlan Ellison. <laughs> so, yeah. Quite quite a um, list of people there. Now, the thing with this is... This is a mystery. There's uh, people getting killed. And they're wearing costumes because it's Halloween. And then there's this whole twist about who it is that's wearing the death costume that's going around killing people. But this is also a Rutland Parade comic. Now, the Rutland Halloween Parade, is, which is featured in the story, is visited by characters in both Marvel and DC over time. And there's actually a three-issue kind of crossover that has a little mini story that is the second – from what I can tell, the second kind of intercompany crossover, but still unofficial in the same way that that Aquaman and um, 
Submariner story was unofficial that I talk about in day one of the week of weird, but they, uh, this is not part of like that crossover other than that the Rutland parade is used as a Halloween story element in a lot of comics, both from DC and Marvel and other places. And yeah, so this is a story about the specter of death and the cycle of hate. And, um, it's the kind of thing that you can feel is trying to be important. And I just, as I'm reading it and, you know, it's cause now you're, you're getting into like concentration camps and people getting murdered in the present day and who's doing the killing and why they're doing the killing. And then, um, yeah, I just, <laughs> I can't decide if I like it or not. So, um, I mean, I like it, but I can't decide just how good it's, it's supposed to be, but we end on a really high note. We have the swamp thing in the origin of the swamp thing. Uh, and when I say in the origin of the swamp thing, it's actually, that's what they listed as in the book. The title is actually just swamp thing. And the, the book that it comes from is house of secrets. Number 92. Yes. This is the original original Swamp Thing story by Len Wein and Bernie Wrightson. And it's the one that takes place, you know, not in the modern day. It's the original. It's the classic. And I bought it at Walmart. <laughs> now we're talking about triple dips um, with Aquaman. This story here is probably now, I probably have five copies of this story in my in my collection in, in various collections or um, special reprintings and that kind of thing, but it's still good. Still good. It's still emotional. It's still moody. It's still effective and powerful. Good, good stuff. And that is the 100 page comic giant swamp thing, Halloween horror, 100 pages, five bucks. You can't go wrong. And if you're still listening to this before Halloween and maybe even after Halloween, I'm not sure what's going to happen to all those extra issues after Halloween. But I would say if you live near Walmart, go check it out. Where you would go is wherever they have the collectibles. So look for the Pokemon cards and the high end McFarland style action figures that are usually in their own kind of aisle up by the registers toward the front of the store and five bucks. You cannot go wrong. And I know there's people out there who hate Walmart and I do understand if you hate Walmart, I understand the hate. I understand why you hate it. I understand why you would say, I don't, I'm never going to go there. Um, I do understand, but it's just five bucks, you know, this is five bucks and you're supporting like a really interesting publishing endeavor. So you know, if you really can't do it, just give a friend five bucks, tell them to find it for you and don't, don't ask them where it came from. I don't know, but anyway, um, well, well worth it. So yeah. So overall I didn't end up spending $15, but in my hand I'm holding cover price, $15 worth of, of material. And is it worth 15 bucks? I'd say, yeah, I'd say it is. I enjoyed it. So that is this episode, day four of the week of weird. If you like these kind of things, you can also go to the comic book time machine website where you'll find the blog. And that's where I'm reviewing lots of other things. I reviewed the bat thing from, um, the Marvel DC crossover, uh, series they did. Um, I reviewed werewolf by night, monster of Frankenstein, tomb of Dracula, number one from all of those. 
I've reviewed two Twilight Zone comic books, one more modern, one less modern, uh, Phantom Stranger. Uh, there's all sorts of stuff that I'm reviewing there just for fun as I'm reading one horror comic every day of October. Sometimes more than one, but I'm reviewing them online one a, <laughs> one, a, one a day. So if I read like four of them in one day, I'm not reviewing all four. You don't care. <laughs> it's, that's, it's the challenge. Um, so 31 horror comics by the time I'm done. More than that because sometimes I do read like a, a collected edition. So anyway, that is this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I would welcome your feedback. If you had a chance to get a hold of either of these anthologies, I would love to hear from you and hear what you think about them. Um, did you like them? Am I just gushing too much? <laughs> like I, I, I feel like I've been doing a lot of gushing on this podcast, but you know, I tend to pick things that I like when I, when I want to do this kind of thing. So yeah, but if you do like this stuff or don't like this, these collections, you know, let me know. Um, do you have another horror comic collection that you, uh, that you like or that you would recommend based on me? Uh, I would love to hear recommendations of what you think I would like um, because I always like to, to pick up new stuff and find new stuff. So, yeah, you can just contact me at feedback at comicbooktimemachine.com. And you can also message the podcast at facebook.com slash comicbooktimemachine. Also on Twitter, we're at Comic Time, and I really need to spend more time on Twitter with that, but I just haven't, so what can I say? Uh, not much, other than thank you so much for listening, and wherever your travels take you, I want to wish you Godspeed. your home for horror on the Fire and Water Network. Join me, PJ Frightful, on this quarterly anthology podcast that gazes into the mysterious and terrifying shadows of DC Comics. The moon is full and the bell tolls for midnight.